This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, GLers. On a Black Friday recording of the Garage Logic Best of podcast, we started yesterday's Thanksgiving podcast with Joe talking about the mystery, 2016 prior to the election. Well, this continues with the best of. This is the next hour, the second hour, continued from yesterday's Best of Garage Logic podcast, where Joe continues to talk about the state of the country, the mystery, how we figured it out, and just politics in general. Little did we know that uh, President Trump would be elected and uh, Senator Clinton would not be. But uh, as we continue on here, you will find out that um, callers and Joe. Uh, thought quite a bit about the election, the upcoming election, and what we found out did surprise us. You're listening to the Best of Garage Logic podcast on Black Friday. Such? Actually, as a, you, as a 21st-er, I would say it's a beautiful winter day. Right, right. You're cheating it today, baby. You're a normal person. Yeah, you are not normal. We got another uh, poll of what constitutes uh, fears for Americans. Okay. Uh, this is a, uh, what is this? Rasmussen? No. What is this? Uh, with presidential election looming, more Americans cite the economy, 17%, than any other issue is the uppermost U.S. problem, followed by dissatisfaction with the government. America's concerns about the major problems facing the country are largely consistent with what they have been through uh, 2016. This is a Gallup poll. Uh Leading, leading uh, what Americans consider most important or most problematic, the economy. 17% uh, named economy. Mm -hmm. uh, dissatisfaction with government, 12%. Race relations and racism, 10%. Immigration and illegal aliens, 7%. Elections and election reform, 7%. National security, 7%. Unemployment, 6%. Uh, terrorism, 5%, federal budget, federal debt, 4%, poor health care, high cost of health care, 4%, ethics, moral, religious decline, 3%, crime and violence, 3%. What's missing? Climate change. Uh, environment and pollution uh, ranked in there, 3%. Oh. Uh, but no, uh, no uh, man-made climate change. With 17% of Americans currently naming the economy in general as the top problem, a combined 31% name at least one of several different economic issues, including the economy, unemployment, the wealth gap, and taxes, among others. This marks the lowest level of concern about economic issues at this point in president, presidential election years since 2000, when 21% of Americans mentioned an economic issue as the top problem. Do you recall... Uh, uh, when Dana Carvey uh, did a spot on George H.W. Bush? Of course. Uh, what was George H.W. Bush's reaction? I think he basically... Uh, he not only uh, took he it invited, in stride, didn't they become pals? Yeah, he invited him, I think, to the White House. Mm -hmm. And that was the the broccoli, the yeah. uh, oh, yeah. that whole situation. Yeah, with Chippa Broccoli. Yeah, with Chippa Broccoli. And... <laughs> 
made it fun and funny, which showed you uh, he was a humble man he was and a could be made fun of. He was a guy. It, yeah, showed you he was a guy. He was a guy. Yes. Uh, it it doesn't. It's not ringing a bell that he ever threatened to shut down Saturday Night no, Live. Or not, I would have paid attention to that. No, he never. I mean, even Saturday Night Live was good back then. Well, that's true. You know, maybe that's why Donald's saying it should be shut down. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but no, he, no, that, that's two. They're two different. Trump's not a guy. No. Uh, Randy Wayne White in tomorrow, two o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at Once Upon a Crime tomorrow night. Uh, yes, a, a new, uh, it's a new Hannah book, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Seduced, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets you deep into the uh, Florida Everglades. Hannah, that girl, she can get around, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Randy Wayne White tomorrow uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. And I, uh, I've i just noted also that Target uh, got on board, and they're eliminating the, uh, yeah. the, the clown mask for Halloween. They want to be sensitive to the issue at hand. Uh, meaning presumably the uh, rash of uh, clown sightings around the world. So they're withdrawing all clown stuff. All they did then was just give all of their clown uh, income to uh, Spirit Halloween stores. Jack? Yes. You're on the air. Well, I did a poll, uh, uh, Joe. Uh, It was close to 100, uh, very, very close to 100. And I asked people two questions. The first one was, are you planning to vote? And the, and it was everyone except one person was planning to vote. And that the person that wasn't going to vote was just moved here from Maine and hadn't done the paperwork. So they couldn't vote and they didn't do it for the absentee ballot. So, and the second question I said, I don't know, I don't know how you're going to vote, but I asked them, uh, are you decided or undecided? Over sixty percent undecided. Really? Yes. And when did was, you uh, when did you conduct this poll among a hundred people? I did it last week, and I did it across section of Minnesota as I drove, and I only took individual people. I didn't take couples. Uh, I just took individuals, and they could have been any place in the hotels we were staying, and on the street, in a restaurant, wherever it was. And it was just amazing that a strong sixty percent undecided. What do you uh, What do you take away from that? I take away from that that people are still. I think this debate is important. I think they're still making up their minds, and I also take this away from it that it's it's so unpopular to say which way you're going to vote. If you're going to vote for Hillary. If you're not going to vote for Hillary, then you're against women, mm-hmm. and 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 people don't want to say that. And if you say you're going to vote for Trump, people get upset with you. So, I, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's good for for uh, Trump. I think it's a. I, I think there's a lot of people that are going to come out of it. If we get a heavy turnout, I think Trump will win by quite a margin. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And that's going to make an interesting mathematical problem because what do you mean? 40 million people will deny having voted for him. Kind of like when Jesse was elected here. Yeah, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> people are going to vote for him and then absolutely deny it the next day. If he does get into office and he acts like a 
If he acts Petulant like this, baby. if he acts like this, we're in trouble. There's going to be right. People are going to be turning inside out. Going, wait a minute, you can't do this. Well, well. Anyway, back to Target. Okay, Target Boutique. So they take the clown masks off of the shelves. The decision was made late last week to pull pull all clown masks from the stores out of sensitivity for the creepy clown scare that's spreading across the country. Target spokesperson Joshua Thomas told Care 11 there were only a few in-store clown mask options that are no longer available for purchase. Uh, there was much broader assortment available on Target.com, but we pulled uh, a great portion of those masks as well, Thomas said. As of Sunday evening, a few masks remained online. Those will be pulls, uh, pulled soon. Uh, so uh, Target uh, attempting to be at the forefront of... Uh, a tremendous awareness there, huh? I guess, but I don't, it's not going to change things. It, it's I think it's silly. It's uh, look what we did. How many uh, how many little kids will be going out as Trump? I got to think many. Oh, it's sure pretty easy get, to do. Get the white shirt, the red tie. You get mom to coat. figure out the hair, and you could uh, you could have a kid going out as Donald. You got, you got a little spray, orange spray, uh, oompa loompa spray on e- you. Easier to do him than Hillary. I, I don't know what how you would. I'm not sure what you would. Uh, I don't know how the you costume would, would be. I don't know how you, know how you dress that. like that. Right. You'd have to get some pants suits. <laughs> yes. And I think you can. Uh, if you're Hillary, you're the only one that can get those. Uh, or the jumpsuit. Uh, and they're not cheap. I think she no, has. No, she's not. Uh, she probably has custom made ones. Yeah, she's not, uh, you know, she's a woman of the people, remember, yeah. but I think for her pants. There's still too. a great uh, uh, deal of speculation about her health. I mean, some of the subheads on the Drudge Report today uh, tell us that she has a bed in the van that hauls her around. <laughs> Wait, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. Oh, that's no. not hers. Oh, that's yours. That's not hers. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks it's a futon. Uh-huh. I have to call it a fall-on. <laughs> right. Something like that. Well, I guess her uh, medical uh, life is being closely guarded. And, uh, of course, that's another thing Donald wants, you know. He wants her to take a drug test. All right. I, I just wish sometimes he would just shush people. Yes, shush. Yes, John. Uh, you know the Hillary, uh, the Hillary uh, Halloween costume is simply it is very simple. It's a jumpsuit and a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's got it figured out. Jumpsuit and a broom. We live in strange times, ladies and gentlemen, don't we? There's the understatement for 2016. <laughs> Okay, turkey was nice, but enough with the turkey. I got to get back to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61 and load up on ham and bacon and brats and burgers and steaks and chucks and salami and salmon. You know what I'm going with Black Friday? Hot and spicy. Okay. Hot and spicy. We got your Inferno. We got your pineapple and jalapeno brat. You're, you're going to be grilling this weekend. You got the Gopher game tomorrow, which is Saturday. You've got the Vikings play a Sunday night game at Seattle. The grills will be going. Yep. Oh, how yeah, about a nice meatloaf? Can I do a meatloaf for football? Yeah. Oven-ready meatloaf. There we go. Describe how you prepare it. You open the oven, 
and you put it in there. Even I can do that. You did it. Yeah. I've done it. Well. And I've done it. Grunhoffers. It's the meat capital of the world. Highway 61 in Hugo. Grunhoffersmeatmarket.com. You can find out everything you need to know about meat, brats, double-smoked ham, and don't forget to tell them you heard it on the Black Friday Garage Logic podcast. fellow in Des Moines, Iowa, who has had a relationship with a tree, uh, 26-year-old Alfredo Mendez Joaquin, uh, he led police on a short chase, then he stripped himself of his clothes, and then he started biting a tree. Oh! And that uh, resulted in uh, Tim Torkelson uh, contributing to uh, a bulletin board just posted online, a tree with apologies to Joyce Kilmer. Kilmer. I think that I shall never see another man go bite a tree, a tree that did no harm at all, but waited patiently for fall. In an alleyway serene, such trees provide a restful scene. And yet this man, as evil lark, did grab the tree and chew the bark. On PCP and naked too, the heavens wept for him. Boo-hoo. Poems are made by fools like me, but I will never bite a tree. (laughs) And you know that Downing has a prediction. Uh, he said a prediction, if it hasn't happened already, that a retailer will seek publicity by saying he will not sell Trump masks because they are too scary and hateful. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, I say apologies to the, um, the listeners of Garage Logic in my utmost, most enthusiasm revealing what our, our prize was in the vault. I didn't, uh, give the word and that word is <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. S O R R Y. Hi, uh, Brad. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. I just had an observation or a thought that uh, I don't think you'll see many kids going out dressed as as Trump if uh, none of them can get a hold of a clown suit. Okay, thank you. You We'll do the humor here. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, we got her. Yeah, we'll let you know when it's funny. Speaking of the trees. Speaking of the trees. Yes, trees. I really allow myself to become fascinated with all of these fall color stories. Oh, yeah, that you'll get in this because three weeks, Because I, I feel that I have a responsibility, an obligation to ignore my own counsel, which is just stay where you are. Right. The leaf changing comes to you. Right, you see them everywhere. You right don't now. have to drive to Duluth. Mm-hmm. It comes to you. Mm-hmm. And here's the latest. And I'm now guilty because maybe I haven't seen enough of it. Twin Cities fall color at or near peak. See? At or near. So right now, it is here. It has been brought to us. So if you went up to Duluth, you may have a grand... You, you, you may, may go going to where it's past peak. Oh. At or near is We're, where we, we are. We are at or near peak right now in okay. the Twin Cities. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. That's why my wife said the other day... Uh, look at that tree. It's three different colors. And this was right in the middle of the metro area. Mm-hmm. So it's it's confirming that it comes to you. It, it Most of the state is at or near peak, with sections of northern Minnesota past peak. Some pockets in southern Minnesota have yet to hit their peak. Uh, all, and for those who want to see the foliage from their cars, here are eight great drives for, for it. Uh, in the Twin Cities and beyond. Like I say, when it comes to the car, yeah. euphorians, it's okay to okay. go look at leaves. Yep. Other than that, just a minute. 
Is it Neil? Yeah, it is. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Leaves are good. Yes, yeah, pretty. Yeah. Um, just an observation here. Um, there's an ad from the DFL that says uh, the Republicans, I think they say that they took $2 billion from our education fund, which we know the fund is enormous. Mm-hmm. And they acted like, well, they took it, and but it was it's the taxpayers' money for one thing, and I think it was a tax, and I think it was a cut on all the other enormous fund they already have. But I just want to hear your thoughts on that commercial. Thank you. All right. I, well, I, I I'll be glad to give them my thoughts in that commercial, but I have to hear it. Right. I'm not and sure I, what commercial uh, it is. I have a tremendous story of mystery and intrigue, but I want to wait till after Heights news. Can I? Um... Can I interrupt? For yeah, yeah sure. Do you know where that $2 billion went? Do you have the accountability? Rookie, will you please give out the bleeping word one more time? So Sorry. I have to answer uh, 700 phone calls. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Well, what is the word? Sorry. I know you're sorry. You didn't get it. Uh, I know. I wanted to get it right out there. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. So the, uh, the word is sorry. S-O-R-R-Y. Yeah, sorry. And if you enter that, you get to win. Um, you might want to enter to win Ghostbusters. Uh, Probably the worst remake of all time. What, what, like a, a CD of it or? I think you just get a digital download. Let me uh, look again here. It is, uh, we spare no expense. The team, I don't know where the team finds all this, this stuff. A Blu-ray copy of Ghostbusters. So if you feel like, um, the, the original? you're not giving out the original, no, no the, the remake. remake, uh, Kristen Wig and Melissa. The one McCarthy. with the gals? Uh, yes. They're all gal Ghostbusters? Yes. The one that didn't really, I mean, it didn't really get come through with the rave reviews, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, maybe we should. Well, why should it have? They've already, it was done once already. It was done once and it was done fine. I think Ghostbusters 1 was pretty funny, sure. unexpected. Uh, don't try to go to the well twice like Caddyshack 2. That was an abomination. Caddyshack 2 was another Unwatchable. one. Another one. Unwatchable. Right. And I don't think, again, I don't want to confuse people. Caddyshack 2 is not available <laughs> in the uh, in the vault with the Blu-ray copy. So it's Caddyshack oh. 2 is not available yet. But the but the people accumulating these points, they're they're not limited to accumulating points to just get that movie, are they? You can you can go into the vast yes. vault and find and other select, things. You know, maybe a deck of cards. How about a koozie or a, or a one mitten? Right. Or <laughs> one a, mitten. One mitten. Oh, yeah, and that's the first one hundred. You have uh, hundred points. Maybe next week you get another one. <laughs> An ashtray. Right. Uh, in fact, I, I will go in for later on in the show. I'm going to go look and see what else is available, and I'll tell people how many points you have to cash in. Because obviously, if we're giving away hundred points like that, yeah, I'm sure it's you know. Things aren't that expensive. I would think so. Right. Say, uh, we'll be back shortly. But it's really like we never go away. Rook here for Jack's Cafe. It's Black Friday at the time of this recording for this Garage Logic Best of podcast. And I've told you for quite some time now that the folks over at Jack's Cafe do a fantastic job of not only feeding you with a delicious meal, but entertaining you, giving you great ambiance. And that's the reason. That's the exact reason. It's classic. The ambiance there is fantastic. It's old school, northeast Minneapolis, jackscafe.com, J-A-X-Cafe.com. And it is, yeah, late November. If you have not planned your work party, your family party, your Christmas party, whatever the case may be, your wedding party, Billy doesn't care if it's a year off. You know, I, I want you to... Stop by there first, sample their wares, and then decide, you know what? This is a great place to have a get-together, family or work-related. Plus, if you're going to treat your gal or guy, it is the Rookie Date Night VIP menu. You have to ask for it. It's not on the regular menu. 
They'll bring the menu out to you. It's about a, less than $100. It's $99. You get a free bottle of wine and a four-course meal for two. Great choices. I want to stress, though, that you're just going to enjoy yourself. Wonderful cocktails. If you get out and take a look at the, uh, the patio, it's all decked out for Christmas. It's a great theme. I invite you to go to jackscafe.com, make a reservation, or just call Billy. Tell him, listen, we got a party of 100 people. Can you do it? Uh, we need this date. Yep, certainly. Why not? I booked the Hubbard Credit Union Executive Board Party there. It's uh, for our Christmas thing. It's a great place, and I want you to experience that. Plus, they advertise on the Garage Logic podcast, so they're to be commended for that, putting their faith in you, the listener. 612-789-7297. Better yet, find the number at jaxcafe.com, J-A-X-C-F-E.com. 1928 University Avenue Northeast, right at 19th Avenue. You can't go wrong with three generations serving you. Remember to tell them that the rookie sent you from the Garage Logic podcast, and it is jaxcafe.com. Well, it's Black Friday. Uh, before we get back to the best of Garage Logic, Jack's Cafe is a great place to go. But also, remember, Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores are a wonderful spot to get your Christmas needs met. Christmas tree? Yep, they got them. Spruce tips? Yep, they got them. They got it all. Just go check them out for Black Friday and tell them that the gang at the Garage Logic told you to come on by. It is Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Tell them the rook sent you. Johnny? An active duty member of the U.S. Navy arrested for a deadly accident under the San Diego Coronado Bridge over the weekend. I saw, I don't, did you see this story? His, no. His vehicle no. plunged off the bridge. Oh, my God. I know the bridge. And uh, it went into a crowd below. Ooh. Killed four people. In addition how, to... How much... Part of the, sorry, let me start that over. How far was the fall? 60 feet. Holy crap. In addition to the deaths, nine people were injured Saturday when the pickup truck nosedived into a crowd that was gathered at a festival below the bridge. The truck driver, who was alone in the vehicle, hit a guardrail, fell 60 feet onto a vendor's booth at Chicano Park, according to the California Highway Patrol. He was taken to the hospital with major injuries and arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence, causing deaths and injuries. We were there five years ago in that same market, Dumble. I was so fearful of going there because of this very reason. I'm not standing under a bridge. No, and, and that's all I kept thinking about when we were basically a half mile away is I'm not going anywhere over there. What if somebody falls off the bridge? I always park uh, at the ballpark, Target Field, underneath that bridge, and I always look up and say to my kid or wife if we're walking, what if a car comes off? And oh. they, always, they always laugh at oh. me. Okay, I got a parenting tip for you. Yeah. Every time you put an infant down, look around to make sure there's nothing above that could fall. The parenting oh, tip. All the, all the time. Yeah, but let me tell you what, what. One time there was a kid sleeping at our house, and the uh, there was an iron, uh, as, it, as in to iron clothes, on gotcha. a shelf. And the cord was uh, on the floor, and if you had pulled yes. on it, if you had no, if you had stepped on that cord, the iron would have gone and hit the kid. So I removed the iron and then made sure everyone understood that I had just. What do you live in an life. anvil shop? Well, well, I, I, of course, I you take the iron down. Oh no, but I mean, I I, I made sure everybody knew that I had just saved a life. <laughs> <laughs> This is the kind of guy he is. Yeah. You know. And he told, hey, I just saved another yeah, I kid. I got rid of that iron. I got saved another one. Saved another so how'd that kid. kid get that you know, giant brand on the yeah. forehead? Yeah. Well, the iron was on the shelf. Yeah. Oh. Always the, look with above. The holes, <laughs> with the holes on the forehead. Yeah. Where the steam comes yeah, right. 
Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, you always got to check. This accident I think here. So. Authorities <laughs> identified the guy driving the truck as uh, Richard Sapolio, a U.S. Navy member stationed at a naval base in Coronado Island across the bay from San Diego. Uh, eight people on the ground injured, one suffering major trauma, and seven others had minor to moderate injuries along with those four people dead. You know, Joe, not only do I share your paranoia when it comes to things like that, I won't even allow heavy things to be on like bookshelves above two or three feet in the house. Because the little guy, he'll just start yanking on that thing and pull the whole Because we sure as hell know there ain't no books on him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with you well, there. You got you to watch TVs, too. They can tip over. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. One just did. Yeah. One, yeah. a uh, young terrible. person. It's yeah. terrible. Over the, and it, actually, it was, I think it was a six or seven-year-old, right, Rook? Yeah, it was it a 100 It wasn't a toddler, yeah. See, that never happened uh, back in my day because the TVs were anchored on the floor. To the floor right. and they, yeah. right. they had that... Uh, crummy sequined uh, speaker cover on <laughs> that them. That bad material. Yeah, right? was, uh, <laughs> you couldn't you, have moved one with you, three people. You right. had to set it there, TV. You had to set, set it there. Set it there. Set it there. Once it was it. set there, it wasn't leaving. Set it there. <laughs> Current play headline on the Daily Mail. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Russian mother kills her eight-year-old son while jumping nine floors to her death with the boy in her arms after her husband kept Oinking at her when plastic surgery gave her a nose like a pig. I don't know if you'll laugh or not. Well, cry. you can't. You can't. I mean, it's just. It's just oinking? You see, oinked at her. <laughs> oinked at her. That's terrible. She's very attractive, too. I don't know why he would have. Uh... Why he would avoid? Okay, you ready? This just in time for Halloween. You ready? Well, what an yes. uplifting story to start yeah, the yeah, well, this But right hey, it's, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Trust no one. Brit. UFO expert. Now, this is, listen to this. Okay, British UFO expert. Found dead in Poland after vomiting black liquid days after texting his mother, asking her to investigate if anything happened to him. He's the father of two, Max Spears, 39. Uh, he was found dead on a sofa in Poland where he had gone to give a talk about conspiracy theories and UFOs. Right? Mm hmm. He was ruled to have died from natural causes despite no post-mortem examination being carried out on his body. But his dark investigations into UFOs and government cover-ups may have made him enemies who wanted him dead, says his mother, Vanessa Bates, 63. In a chilling text message to his mother just days before his death, Max wrote, Your boy's in trouble. If anything happens to me, investigate. Uh, Originally from Canterbury, Max was a former uh, classmate of Orlando Bloom. Who's Orlando Bloom, an actor? Yes. Yeah. He lived in the United States for a few years, but had returned to the city to stay with his mom before going off to Poland. His mother said he was making a name for himself in the world of conspiracy theorists, and he had been invited to speak at a conference in Poland. He was staying with a woman who he had not known for long, and she told me how she found him dead. But I think Max had been digging in some dark places, and I fear that somebody wanted him dead. Max's pals have claimed that he vomited a black liquid when he died in the in the Warsaw Polish uh, Poland apartment. Hmm. Speaking to Project Camelot friend Miles Johnson said a person has died here and I don't think it's good enough that somebody who just took normal medication should end up vomiting spewing black liquid whatever it was and then shortly after that whatever length of time died. Uh Max made a career out of investigating UFO sightings and alleged cover-ups. 
more recently, he was said to be probing into the lives of well-known figures in politics, business, and entertainment. Aha! His unexplained death and its subsequent treatment by the authorities have left many online followers convinced he was killed by government agents. Conspiracy theorists have long been convinced that UFO chasers who get too close to the truth are bumped off by the Secret Service's or so-called men in black. Hmm. Right, they'll pay a visit. Uh, another, Craig Hewlett added, if it wasn't true what he talks about, then why would they kill him? Healthy people don't just get sick and die, they get poisoned. His mother, Vanessa, an English teacher, also buys into the theories. She said Max was a very fit man who was in good health, and yet he apparently just died suddenly on a sofa. Uh, and she expressed concerns that uh, his line of work made him a target. All I have is a death certificate from Polish authorities that it was from natural causes, but no postmortem was done, so how can they tell that? This is the mother. They are also refusing to release any paperwork about it to me because, absurdly, I don't have his written permission. Max was buried in Canterbury Cemetery after his mother arranged to have his body flown home a week after his death. A postmortem examination was carried out by a pathologist in East Kent, but Vanessa says that more than two months later she still does not know the result or whether there will be an inquest. I, I wonder why that uh, why that would take so long. Uh, she added, apparently he had not suffered any obvious physical injuries, but he could have been slowly poisoned, which is why the results of toxicology tests are so important. He has a brother, Josh, and a sister, Becky, who are both devastated, as are his two boys. We want answers to this, and I will continue to fight to get to the truth. The Northeast Kent Coroner's Office would only confirm the death was at the very early stages of investigation. So, the men in black got him? They must have. Paid him a visit once he started poking around. He even got too big for his britches. That, sounds like, that sounds like uh, Russian uh, agents would do. Uh, now, I would believe that in Russia for sure. They, they have been uh, uh, quite uh, uh, known for uh, uh, slipping you a mickey. Well, if, if you were a bad enough. Are, uh, the, are the men in black the Area 51 guys? I have no idea. I have no idea. Personally, I don't care if there are UFOs or not. Uh, My guess is there are. There's unidentified flying objects, yeah. and there's probably something out there that looks funny and has a different life form. But That's we, fine with me. But uh, why we would think that we would be able to uh, uh, communicate with them, I find amusing. If, if they're from you know two trillion miles away and they got a whole different deal going. they got a different system. Uh, what, what are we supposed to say? How are you doing there, Fred? I think what you're saying is basically they're not coming two trillion miles away to get a Blu-ray download of Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. They might be into something else. But I always think the same thing about them, about UFOs, as I do about, uh, uh, what's the snowman? The uh, uh, Bigfoot? The about Bigfoot. The abominable snowman? About Bigfoot. Uh Give me something to work with. Yeah, something's uh, uh, stable give me something and non, solid. Give me something non-blurry. What about right. uh, Ludacris and the Abominable Hole Man? Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. ever seen the Abominable Hole Man? Hole Man, man. I want uh, I want UFOs to land at say Rosedale. Right. All right. And then, Rosedale. Well, I want to. Well, also, we can see. I want to see in the parking lot. I don't safe. want the UFOs <laughs> continuing to appear to a bunch of drunk fishermen in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Right. right. I, want, I, I want them right here. Give right. me some metro. Give me something yep, to work with. Yep. Or a farm field and just right, you know, Maplewood or something like well, that. A little heads up. Yeah. And then 
when it comes to Bigfoot, given the uh, technological advances in the world of photography, uh, give me give me a picture. Re- please yeah. give me something to work with. Digital something or other. Wow, look at that flying saucer. I'm weary of blurriness. Well, and, and why are UFOs always a flying saucer? I don't know. You know, I don't know what the technology. Maybe they look like fire trucks or something. I have no idea. It's always a saucer. But we never get to know because we're never given anything uh, to work with. You're right. I have an email uh, from Christopher who writes, uh, meaning to uh, Matt, rookie, if you fail to make mention of this little tidbit, the next time you do your Morgan Freeman impression, you ain't got, uh, you ain't, uh, you don't have courage. Regards, Christopher. Uh, I believe Christopher's under the impression that Rook. I believe Christopher's yeah. under the impression that you've done a Morgan Freeman impression, but actually we have a an ability to contact Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I know a guy. You got to call him. You got him. I'm uh, I'm on my way. I'm calling him right now. What what line? It's uh, line eight, or it's line six, I'm sorry. Right here? But he's not on yet. Yeah, let me just, uh, yep. Okay, they're going to patch me through. Uh, fire one ready. Okay. Morgan Freeman? Um, hello, Joe. How are you? It has come to our attention. Hello, Mr. Freeman. Hello, Rookie. How are you, Rook? I'm doing fine, thanks. But you're in a little bit of trouble here, huh? Not really. Well, you don't know what I'm about to bring up, sir. You're 72 years old. Is that correct? Oh, uh, that is correct, Joe. Yes, sir. And Morgan I think, Freeman. I think, based on this story, I would like this show to uh, sever the relationship we've had. You apparently are. Uh, oh, uh, tell me why, please, Joe. Well, apparently you're getting set to marry your 27-year-old granddaughter. Well, actually, it would be your step-granddaughter. Um, yeah, she is not blood. It is uh, my step-granddaughter. Uh, that That is what has been reported in the news, Joe. This costs you a divorce, if I'm not correct. I'm reading from uh, uh, a website I can't believe I'm reading from, some showbiz website. Probably something like TMZ or something. They've got their noses in and everything. Well, it's called showbiz.peacemonline. Peace, peace, whatever. I, um, I would imagine you're referring to Adina. Uh, that's her name, Adina Hines. She's now 27, and uh, apparently you uh, you have led her to believe that you wish to marry her. And becoming Mrs. Morgan Freeman apparently has been the goal of this young woman. And uh, I think that's so untoward. I think over the years. No, no, let me finish, uh, Mr. Me. Freeman. Let me finish, Mr. Like Freeman. Being in Shawshank again. Please proceed, Warden. Rookie, am I right or am I right? Uh, you know what? This story, I'm sorry. i got to agree with uh, Suchi Boy here, Mr. Freeman. It it gives me a kind of a, a bad feeling. Kind of an unclean feeling. I'm not sure that it goes that far, and I don't think you know the whole story. You I don't. Can, you uh, know what? Gentlemen don't really know the whole story. You know what, Mr. Freeman? Let us know. What do you you what? know what, Mr. Freeman? What is that? I don't want to know the whole story. Uh, from now on, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, oh, hold on to your horses. Pull the reins on your horses, Joe. I think what you're trying to say is, and I've heard you talk before about your program as a fact-based program. That's right. Now, I state who I am, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman will tell you right now, uh, I do know Adina. Uh, she has been in my family, and um, 
I think there are personal matters in a family that should remain private. Well, you you go ahead. What it gives me... I don't think that would, of course, necessarily earn me a ban from the show. I think I've made many contributions to your program. I did uh, Valentine's Day. I did Thanksgiving. Uh, how to eat properly with Morgan Freeman, uh, I, I think. And I didn't even get paid for this, Joel. Rookie, Maybe I should Rook, ask for the pay. What, what it gives us a chance to do is finally, it gives me a chance to finally mm-hmm. put him back on. Morgan? Uh, what would you like to know? What, what this does, it gives me an opportunity. Why do you talk to Rookie as if I cannot hear you, by the way? I'm here. I'm on the line. I can hear you talk to Rookie. So if you have a question for him, go ahead and ask him. That idiot will mumble something and make everybody say, I can't believe that man has been in that business for 22 years with such a grand stupidity. How in the hell? You know, that's to turn the tables on me. You got me, Morgan Freeman, worried about my family life, and you got this moron behind you with the big fat head probably uh, egging you along, telling you to, let's call up Morgan Freeman. He's a friend of my buddies. And just because he uses that friendship, he's going to cut the, cut the lines here. So maybe you should go after Big Fathead. Can I get a word in, Morgan? Uh, please do, because he's ripping me. Morgs, come on. Don't Hang call on, him. Morgan. I'll talk to Sushere, please. Well, I, I, am, uh, I find it disagreeable, distasteful. I don't care I what do your too. Fan... I don't think he should talk to you like that. And I, I've I'm seen talking. Him talk to you I'm like talking. That, I'm talking family. about you marrying your step granddaughter. I don't care if she's not a blood relative. I find it untoward, disagreeable, and out of taste. Isn't that way we could just kind of. No, no, and I'll tell you something. I'm an actor. People do that in Hollywood. I don't care, and it gives me a chance. Who's the guy? Jerry, Johnny Lewis. Jerry Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis? We don't have him on the show. Well, he's a singer. He's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm Morgan Freeman. I know you are, but I've been looking for a way to end the relationship with you, and this is it. As far as I'm concerned, oh, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. I hung up on him. You should. He's well, done. You know what? He's done. B as in B, S as in S. And he's done on this show. Sheesh. Speaking of being done, that is your best of Garage Logic podcast. And that is your Black Friday Garage Logic podcast. It did not get a number. Joe will be back on Monday with a numbered podcast. Meanwhile, visit garagelogic.com to check out all of your uh, podcast that you missed. Also, don't forget Johnny Heights got a brand new podcast out there, The Fret Club. And don't forget about Table Talk with Rookie's family. Some great podcasts coming out. Johnny's is brand new. He's got a couple out, so check those out. And then check out Table Talk with Rookie's family when you're all done with your Black Friday shopping. We'll catch you again. Garage Logic podcast version. See you next time.